Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Listen, if you're between the ages of 55 to 73, or you know someone who is, this show will apply to you. We're talking about the baby boomer generation, one of the largest generations in American history, and possibly one of the most important right now when it comes to senior living. Who are the baby boomers? How do they differ from millennials and younger generations? And how are we doing as a society in preserving baby boomers' legacy? So we have Wendy Myroff, president, health science reporter, ghostwriter, marketing consultant, and host of the upcoming podcast, Baby Boomers and Beyond, on the show with us today. We're going to talk all about the 55 plus something people in our lives and what we can do to show them some love. Welcome to Wit and Reason, hosted by psychologist Dr. Alexis Moreno. Dr. Moreno brings her expertise to providing smart and practical explanations on human behavior by interviewing diverse health experts regarding today's ever-evolving life and culture, turning social science and research into relatable, accessible, and useful information you can use. Listen now as Dr. Moreno brings a little bit of positive mental health to your day. Okay, so Wendy, I was actually talking to my father this morning about the show, and he's uh, in his 60s, and, you know, he was talking about his experience as a baby boomer, that him and his friends just don't really feel like they're they're in their quote-unquote, like, senior years yet. He feels like he's still, like, in his 20s. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that something uh, you hear from a lot of baby boomers? Oh, yeah. Um, we really have to fix two things. And thank you for having me on, Alexis. It's, it's wonderful to be here. And I will remind folks that in a few weeks in mid-July, and I'll get the exact information to you soon, but you appeared on my first podcast, right. Partners in Health and Biz, and we talked sadly, and we can talk more about this later, bereavement mm-hmm. issues specifically. 
But, you know, it's funny when you talk about your dad yeah. because I heard this from my father. And, of course, as I progress 20-plus years in health communications, I am getting older. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you listen to people in their 60s and 70s, and even though that's the age when they originally slotted for Social Security, yeah. um, and we've heard all the debates of uh, upping the age to 70, and some pe- most people are screaming, but then they turn around and say, but I don't feel right. old, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we have to change the definition. I Uh will tell you right now, as a health writer for more than 20 years, I have been fighting with people over the word elderly. Right. I think it has a very denigrating connotation that you're old and crippled Uh and devastated. And we've got much longer lifespans than we used to. We've got centennials, for God's sake. Right. You know, and we've been taught much more. We have better medicines than our families had early on. Mm -hmm. We sometimes have too many medicines, but that's a whole other discussion. Right. We've got more tips on exercising and walking. We've got more continuing care retirement communities where they're specially designed for older folks. There's all sorts of stuff. There's stuff that's not happened that we need to get done, but still. So we're not plotsing to use the clinical term mm-hmm. at 68 or 72 or even 79 so we've got to understand that better right yeah i mean i was i was surprised when my dad was able to get uh those senior citizen discounts you know for for lunch and i was like i was like are you sure you're not just checking the system because you do not seem like a senior citizen even to me yeah, and i'm not even in that generation <laughs> advantage you know we can take uh certain car fare benefits or lunch menus or whatever uh-huh. you know that you can get better as senior discounts and there's tons more right than when my mother was around so there's a lot of that and you and if you have a computer and we have to remember about a third of the senior population does not have will never have technology mm-hmm so while we're busy developing all the major tech stuff, and in fact, I'm about to be a mentor to somebody who's developing software, mm-hmm. um, you've got to understand your current grandma or great-grandmother or great-uncle Simon or whatever right. may not have access this way. Yeah. So uh, we got to do better at communications. Right. And, you know, um, in my family, my myself and my, my siblings and my cousins all take turns teaching our grandparents, you know, how to use uh, the computers and emails, and since I'm across the country, how to FaceTime and uh, video chat. Um, but that's not the case in, in every situation. Um, you might not have somebody who's there to, to teach you how to use um, these updated forms of communication. So what, what kind of tips do you have for, for people to make sure that they are inclusive um, in sharing uh, health information and communication to baby boomers who may not have access to computers? Well, it depends on who's, doing, who's providing the health communications, okay? Mm-hmm. So you can call up your grandmother or Aunt Susan and say, you know, I saw this great article in XYZ newspaper or whatever. So you can pass information along that way. Um, and, of course, people who are learning or ha- already have learned, because most people in their 50s now have had a computer for, what, 20 years right. or something. So yeah. the real three key points, quite frankly, when it comes to today's health communications, mm-hmm. there's three major points. 
One, you have to make sure it's easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm the communications director for the Center for Plain Language, among other things, and they've been around at least 20 years. And they tout to people explaining things in easily understandable words, Mm -hmm. whether it's legal documents or the geek talk, you know, the computer Uh geek, and certainly in healthcare. And as we chat, I'm about to be interviewed at another time this week on what we call lay language. Uh Very... It's got different levels, right. from high school level down to mm, fifth, sixth grade is about as far down as we can get it. So you've got to make sure it's understandable. You know your audience. Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure that it's from a reliable resource, because even when we say, hey, you can find it on the Internet, right? If which it... Internet information are you using? You can You can be God knows who and screaming, like we have the whole thing about autism being caused by mm-hmm. vaccinations, right. which we know is malarkey, mm-hmm. and yet certain celebrities endorse it and yeah. yell about it, and you can find it on the Internet. So how reliable is your source? Mm-hmm. And even when it is a reliable source, Alexis, I will tell you, I get tired with some of my colleagues, even in the major media, because they'll say in the news, okay, after the commercial... Stay tuned for the new major study on Alzheimer's, okay? Right. And you stay tuned, and the next thing you hear is, and according to XYZ University, major university, mm-hmm. you know, 27 lab rats were found to do better with their memories if they ate four bottles of peanut butter every day. Oh, my goodness. Um, come on, please. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Please. And, and you know what? The, the kids in school are now receiving media or, like, internet literacy courses, so they can, they're being taught how to distinguish what is fact-based information and what is just some person on the internet yelling, you know? Um, well, that's but there's generations that miss grandma that. grandma and say, you know, I heard this report and they're passing along the wrong information. Right. You can really hurt grandma that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's also important to make sure that if, um, if our older generations are, oh, I said the older word, <laughs> if, if our, um, well, it's elders, right? That we don't want to use. Older, yeah. older generations are fine. Okay, so if our older generations, you know, are actually using a computer that they understand, you know, what is um, uh, more fact-based information versus opinion, you know, yeah. and, and have that type of um, internet literacy um, education as well. And so, I mean, when we group people into generations, it gets a little murky because, I mean even like for millennials, how we define the age group of millennials here in the States is different than in the UK. Um, So it's not really clear cut, but are there some general characteristics of the baby boomer generation? Characteristics? Mm -hmm. I know they've been put out and in fact, you sent me something and I worry about that because it's all written in the past tense. See, we're back to the Mm. communication side. Uh They valued individual choice. Oh yeah, I do see that. They were self-actual. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We're not dead. Hello. I know. Oh my goodness. You're a boomer. Yeah. Well, Um, (laughs) they valued individual choice, but not anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I I don't know. I think just like any other group, you've got very very great diversity. It depends on 
what your family background is, different races and ethnicities have mm-hmm. different amazing cultural things that they learn and were taught. Mm-hmm. Um, did your family come over here and speak English? And if not, how did they get adjusted? Did they get adjusted? Um, so I'm, I'm not sure how much it really changes. Yeah. Of course, if, if you're one of the current boomers or even older, I don't know what we call the generation. Like, I have cousins who are 20 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And so they're retired, they're traveling, because they really fell into the prosperous market. Right. The wars were over for a while. Social Security had kicked in. We still had enough pay, people paying into social, so they're... And a lot of them had steady jobs. They were the generation that had 20, 30, 40 years at a job and retired with real pensions mm-hmm. and so forth. The ones that came down in the baby boomers, that's when a lot of the craziness, you know, we had the war in Vietnam, mm-hmm. we had civil rights marches. Right. There was um, the gas shortage. There was all sorts of stuff that it erupted. And I know a lot of I and my friends in our 50s and even older, we haven't had steady jobs. We mm-hmm. spend five years at one company, and then we change over. Then we hit our 40s. We go off on our own. It's been not as stable as our parents and grandparents. Right. So it's very different. And you're kind of, I don't know, it seems like there's a pattern there for future generations as well. I mean, the same can be said about millennials. Yes. You know, yes. so it seems they, like it's kind of carrying on. They know that they're not likely to stay in a lifetime position. Mm-hmm. They may even start out looking at that and going, gee, this is a good starting point, and I'll stay here two years, and then I can zoom over this way. Right, right. And then as, I mean, I'm 35, so I'm I'm in somehow in the millennial area, even though I don't think I fit a lot of the stereotypical characteristics of of this generation. Um, But, you know, a lot of us have have seen and heard either our parents or our grandparents who spent, Mm -hmm. who dedicated their whole life to a particular company and then were laid off, you know? And so we see that and we try to learn from from our elders about like, how can we do things better, you know, or, or what, how should we learn from that experience that, um, that people in our family had to struggle and live through and how do we, um, pursue our career development? And, you know, so now we see that and we're like, well, if that's the case, then we want to make sure that we're looking out for ourselves in our own professional development and maybe not just, uh, dedicate ourselves in our entire life to, to one organization. Yeah, and saving money better because, Mm -hmm. I mean, I heard this lecture for 20 years, but a lot of people thought they would get off with a nice pension Mm -hmm. or, you know, they'd stay the whole 25 years or whatever the timeline was, and it couldn't happen, and they don't know where the money's going to come from. Um, There's very sad statistics on, I think the latest one I saw was families in general, not just boomers. But families in general are lucky if they have a $500 set away mm-hmm. for an emergency. Right. You yeah. know, and so if you're a senior and you really can't get work, my husband and I have been through three disasters not of our making. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. First, we got laid off by the 87 market crash. So we took our savings and we went into our own businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were succeeding very nicely, and his business 
was about to erupt. He got three major contracts. He heard the news on September 10th, September 11th, everything was gone. So it's 9-11. Richard leaves a note, um, going downtown. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know he was in downtown Brooklyn, but even that wasn't a good scenario for a long set of stories. And the veteran with one knee gone marched 10 and a half miles home. Wow. And... You know, so then we start over again. Mm-hmm. And then um, I drag him down to the Maryland area, having lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Great. But then the 09 market crashes. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, it's one thing to start over when you're 35 or mm-hmm. 55, but, uh, and, you know, forget 55. We don't hire people 55 and older in this country. The law right. may say you have to. Mm-hmm. That's another issue boomers are facing. I don't care what the ads say. Hey, you know, you can find a good resume, sir. No. Yeah. I have lots of friends in their 60s and older, and they cannot even get in the door. Forget about, you know, um, if if they get the actual job. Right. They can't get in the door. And they can't even get the interview. Right. And that's so after it, it, years of experience. Yeah, they're complaining. They don't yeah. have enough. When my husband first started, he was trained by the military in optics, and he'd been an optician for more than a decade. Mm-hmm. And in fact, among his clients was a lady who just died today, oh. Gloria Vanderbilt. I'm sorry to hear that. So that was one of the people which he had to fit as an eyewear person. Uh-huh. Okay? True New York State licensed optician. He could not get hired when he wanted to finally leave and go into sales mm-hmm. for optical you know, frames, optical equipment, medical equipment, pharmaceuticals, anything in science wow. he could sell. Yeah. He didn't have a college degree. He couldn't be hired. Right. That's, uh, I mean, that that's the big struggle today, too, is that, you know, the expectations for education were very different for previous generations and what it is now. It's now it's almost a norm that there needs to at least be a college education if that wasn't part yeah, of the cultural we're, value we're back then. breaking parents' pocketbooks. Yeah. Why isn't experience count? And right. with today's technology, you can only apply online. Mm-hmm. And if you True. can't fill in the box that says college education, you keep getting, I'm sorry, you haven't answered us properly, mm-hmm. and you can't get through. That's true. So I, I know you've, you've worked um, for what, over 20 years in, in health communications, and mm-hmm. uh You've always focused on the baby boomer generation and, and their health needs. So what is it exactly about baby boomer health needs that, um, that has interest you to, to make sure that you're discussing openly through your career? I sort of fell into it. First, I was writing for nurses and other health professionals, and then I got my first consumer work for places like Good Housekeeping mm-hmm. and Weight Watchers Magazine. Wow. And little by little, I start getting, of course, you know, the media mm-hmm. uh, or the PR people, I should say, start sending you press releases once you're established in the media. And they've got this study and they've got this event and they've got. And more and more, I start seeing reports, and I think they came from places like the Census Bureau and maybe even the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, uh-huh. that, hey, you know, it's the 90s and we're facing an aging population. And I'm watching it personally, Mm -hmm. frankly, as I see my mother. She was the typical sandwich generation. Mm -hmm. My sister and I had been at home while she was at work. And then grandma needed her more and more. Grandpa had passed away. 
mm-hmm. and the poor lady from Brooklyn who's working five days a week, nine to five, not because she loves a career, but to help the family. Mm-hmm. So she's running from Brooklyn to a certain part of New Jersey that takes her an hour and a half each way. And I'm watching her with caregiving, and I'm watching my dear beloved aunt take care of her mother in a mother-daughter home. Mm -hmm. And as I'm getting these reports on an aging population, I just start writing about it. And so I was a health reporter for Senior Wire News Syndicate, and then CBS started CBS HealthWatch.com, mm-hmm. I think it was called, and I was one of the first reporters, and I focused on senior issues. Wow. And it just kept going. Mm-hmm. So now, as I, as I say, I've started Boomers and Beyond uh-huh. later this year, but I've been re- I've, it's in my website. It's been that way for 10 years now, wow. Boomers and Beyond and Senior Living. And um, on LinkedIn, I'm called the Savvy Scribe for Seniors. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it just, I saw it erupting. I started paying attention. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it's exploding all over the yeah. place, but most of the explosions are not very well done or focused. That's our biggest problem. Right. And it's just starting up now, you know, when, as you mentioned, you were able to see this coming for quite some time. Um, and just now people are starting to talk more about um, baby boomers and their needs, especially as they've reached uh, retirement age and um, with with that in mind, what do you think the baby boomer generation really needs as far as their, their health care and, and support? Well, they need better information, as we discussed a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they, in terms of support, you know, it's funny. When we talk, I was, I forget what group I was chatting with, and we were talking about, oh, it was for my Partners in Health and Biz podcast, and I had two guests. They've written a book on going from competition to collaboration. Hmm. They're talking to anyone in healthcare care that's going to make really effective help mm-hmm. for patients. But they're talking about collaborations between doctors and hospitals and pharmaceutical companies, and I chime in and I said, what about the transportation side? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Something so obvious that's overlooked all of the time. Well, it's not, yeah, it's not that obvious because this New Yorker, I grew up either walking to places or I hopped on a subway. Uh I didn't know why everybody had to drive a car at age 16. Mm -hmm. I did not learn till midlife. Yeah. (laughs) Because I had to go out to clients in New Jersey from Brooklyn, and it was sad to keep dragging hubby with me all the time. Right. I finally learned. I come down to Baltimore. And now I know why people have to drive, because Uh you can't, it says the supermarket's five minutes away. Yeah, if you drive a car. Uh Uh-huh. You can't walk there. Right. You can wait for the bus 45 minutes to go get your quart of milk. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, so um, if you put up wonderful programs in senior residences, in adult daycare, at the YMCA, at various uh, religious places, Mm -hmm. and it's great places for people so they're not alone Mm -hmm. and they have fun or they're going out to the symphony together or whatever. But if they can't get there... Mm They can't what use the program. Any of these yeah. services. You right. can come up with the most brilliant stuff in God's green earth. And if they can't get there, hello, folks, transportation. Right. <laughs> are, um, are the baby boomer or older generations um, using ride sharing more to, to kind of help with that? 
Uh, well, I, I would hope so, yeah. but does it exist? Can mm-hmm. you find it? Right, depending on, I mean, on the area. There's, the a, there's a mobility service here in Maryland, but they're so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough drivers. They don't have the budget to put in more. Mm-hmm. So is it something that a local church group is doing for members? That's wonderful services. People, anybody who's listening, if you can help set up transportation whether even if it's back and forth to your supermarket whatever right because yeah i know supermarkets now will deliver but a you have to order it online so mm-hmm. we're back to the so technology the, yeah. issue again mm-hmm. but if you're all by yourself and you just need the quarter milk and a dozen eggs they require a 60 dollar you know purchase fee right. what are you supposed to do how yeah. do you get the one quart of milk and the dozen eggs that's true. And, you know, when I was originally asking about ride-sharing services, I was thinking like Uber and Lyft. Um, but that requires a smartphone and, and an app and to even... And the money. Yeah. And, You're going and to spend $20 to go to the supermarket? Right. Yeah, that is a, a really complex issue. I mean, like, it's, it's obvious because we need to be able to get to places in order to use them. But it is challenging because... You know, it's going to depend. It's going to be a case by case kind of situation where a person lives and where they need to go and what they need to pick up. Um, so, providing um, baby boomers um, and some of our older generations transportation services will be um, something that people could start focusing on. Now, you also created um, Love Last services. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that and and its importance for the demographic? Well, I just started it this year, and I do yell at myself because in many ways it's something I've been doing for my whole 20 years. It's about knowing how to ask the right questions, gathering background information, and then doing interviews. And so what Love Lasts is, selfies are wonderful, photographs are wonderful, Mm -hmm. videos are wonderful. So whether you're getting stuff that goes back to 1890 Uh or somebody's 1980s uh, baptism uh-huh. or the so-called selfies. Photographs are wonderful, but I sort of disagree with a picture is worth a thousand words. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know who the heck this is and what the event is... There's no context, huh? Right there, you're in trouble. Right. And even if it says on the back, this is the XYZ Family Circle meeting this December 1932. Uh-huh. Where was it exactly? Who the heck was in this picture of the family uh-huh. circle? <laughs> what were their roles? Yeah. And so if you don't talk to somebody, whether it's me supplying the Love Last service, what I do is I do a free one-hour interview with up to three people, and I don't even ask them all to be at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's phone interviews, and I can call people anywhere, and it's often better if you're not interrupting each other. So you get the one-hour interview, and then I either I write it out in a regular document, and you can either download it or I can send it. And people remember paper in the U.S. mail, uh-huh. so I can send it that way. And then you can do whatever you like with it, send it around, post it on Facebook, however you do it, mm-hmm. or I even put it into a beautiful one-page, two-sided newsletter with photos you supply or other things that I can put on and pretty images and so forth. And uh-huh, so nice. 
I know how to talk to people. If I can question a former president of the United States uh, mm -hmm. when I had to talk to him about the Part D drug plan and stand in front of him, scared uh -huh. me to death, I admit. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I've interviewed internationally renowned doctors and other, yeah. and other people, including certain senators, but the president, Bush 43, face-to-face, Oh, my God, I was scared to death. I rehearsed <laughs> oh the whole gosh. night before. I'm sure um, you did. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But, you know, so you have to know how to work your way into the questions. Right. Because a lot of people, especially the older generation, so if it's a grandparent and they are part of the greater generation, which I sort of disagree with Tom Brokaw in all due respect. My mm -hmm. daddy falls in there. But, yeah, we're all great generations. Yeah. We've all done amazing service. <laughs> In other ways, uh, there are the wars like Korea and mm -hmm. Vietnam, which are finally being respected. They weren't. Right. right. Um, but wh whatever service you've given. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are very tense. They were taught you keep your mouth shut and you don't say a word and you just go stoically onward. And you have to find ways to get around that. If you just go, oh, well, all right, I understand Uncle Charlie won't talk. Well, then you won't capture the memories right. and love lasts. I either do it or I can teach people how to do it. That's a different part of the program. And it's it's fun. It uh, just captures things forever. Yeah. And what kind of responses have you had from your clients who have received the Love Last services? Well, I just started. Uh -huh. I just started. So people are very interested, and now they have to decide how are they going to get Uncle, you know, David involved or and it's not just family you can do it for people let's say uh stephen foster is retiring after 40 years of songwriting right. with our company and you want to give them something besides a gold watch uh-huh you know and this is why you were so important in the there are all sorts of ways to oh, use love uh love less yeah. program and i think it's what ancestry.com started to inspire mm -hmm. so um you know, track the family or whomever, that's wonderful, but what are their real stories and yeah. how do we get them? Right. And you're also working um, on Boomers and Beyond, your podcast. Um, mm -hmm. what, what mission do you have for this, this podcast? What would you like the communication to be? I just want, as we've been discussing, and thank you so much, through this whole episode and when you came on the Partners in Health and Biz, as I say, mm -hmm. we'll get people the note about when that comes up in mid-July, yeah. but um, it's been important to me forever to get really amazing people. Some are patients who are good advocates. Some are uh, people at Big Pharma where they're all talking patient advocacy, and I can ask them, okay, fine, so you put it together a global director of your patient advocacy program. What does this person going to do? Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, and how? Right. Um, and just like I've had on previous programs, uh, fighting opioids in seniors. We don't okay. talk about it as much as we do with youngsters. But right. if you're, you've had to have your hip surgery at 83 and they gave you opioids, mm -hmm. uh, what happens? Right. Okay. So yeah. pretty much talking about everything that's going on globally now and focusing it in on how it impacts the baby boomer generation right that's great we don't have too many podcasts that focus on us older folks right <laughs> they, they, they play the old music 
And it gets really scary because the old music is the 80s. We're oh, not even getting into the 60s true. and the 70s that a lot of us grew that's up true. with. So. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for being on the show. And, and um, we'll definitely provide links um, to these resources on our website at wittenreason.com. Well, thank you, Alexis. It's been a joy, and thank you for having me. Thank you. You can put all of these tips and activities into action today. Visit witandreason.com to get links to the resources we shared on today's show and connect with me, Dr. Alexis Moreno, and Wendy Meyeroff. Did you hear something on the show today that you relate to on a personal level? Share your story. Send us your recording on witandreason.com and we may be able to post it on our Boomers Health show page to help others navigate senior living. A special thank you to DC Radio and Wendy Meyeroff. And of course, thank you all for listening. Stay posted on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Wit and Reason and DC Radio for our next show. I'm Dr. Alexis Moreno. Let's keep the conversation going. You've been listening to Wit and Reason with psychologist Dr. Alexis Moreno. For more information, visit witandreason.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.